0: Hitting in inflection, I'll be begging for some mo. Just kidding. No song tonight, guys, uh, but this is a special occasion, uh, spontaneous podcast sitting in California with the GM from the Spartan Pandas. I don't know if you've uh, heard of him, but his name's Mark Wong. Say hi to the guys, Mark. What's up, fellas? Good to be here. Hopefully we have some interesting content for you today. Hopefully it's not uh, too much babbling. And uh, you're going to start hearing cars like that one. Because we're right on the porch, and there's just a road uh, right in front of us, but we tested this, so it should be okay. Um, Enjoying a couple nice cigars here as well. Yeah, sorry, Seth. You missed out, but you had to go back home. (laughs) (laughs) Seth is uh, off tonight because he's uh, busy relaxing after a hard day's work of uh, coaching his kids online at school, which sounds really fun. But uh, you guys saw he was out here, too, with the family and had some beer um on your guys dime so that was fun we appreciate that but uh yeah we figure since we haven't done something with mark s- since uh you know he's in ohio he's the only out-of-towner now because kyler squashed that he didn't want to be part of that group so um and more power to him i guess <laughs> but yeah so i guess there's a couple things because we like to the be- the last time we did this, and it was right after the draft, so it was like May sixteenth or something along those lines so there's been some stuff that we could probably talk about there's been some new uh trends and whatnot um you know stuff like that. Now the training camp started, yeah, we have all
1: those various tidbits, some meaningful and some absolutely pointless that are coming out
0: so <laughs> a get, lot of a lot of absolutely pointless ones get into some of that stuff mm-hmm. but for now, I guess we can just kind of start with our normal. Um, league chit chat going on. We've seen some more activity uh, going on with everybody. We've only had so we we checked on this right. It was just one trade that has gone by, and it was kind of a big one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, Do you want to talk to us about that one, dude? Sure. It's still a little little bit of a sore spot for me, but
1: that was the trade between Gabe and I, where I gave him Carryon Johnson, and he gave me <laughs> Damian Williams. Uh, Deshaun Jackson and his 2021 second, and Man, then you remember every detail about that. Don't it you? was like, it was like a couple of days later. Uh, Williams opted out of the season.
0: Was it a couple days or like the day after? Ah, uh, it was. So I know close. it was the same week, but yeah, it was. It was close. After it might as well have been the same day because the effect was like the same. I felt initially. I
1: felt like pretty good about the trade because I was giving up, you know, a young running back that still has decent potential, but. I felt like I was getting good return, and I'm trying to. I'm kind of in the win now mode, so I felt good about it. But then, when Williams
0: opted out, that was obviously disappointing for me. And I didn't know there was like an actual like they actually gave everybody a deadline. It's like you have yeah. to opt out which is before past this now. time. Oh, yeah. well, how many? Like so, it was him and who else with significance that really well. There's another guy. I think there ended Fungus. up being. Well, he wasn't, A like, it out. huge significance. Significant to you. To me, yeah.
1: <laughs> you spent half your waiver wire pool oh, on God. him. God. Half your fab on him.
0: I think I dropped him <laughs> already, too,
1: to yeah, pick and, up Yeah, and I ended up else. dropping Williams, which
0: <sighs> I think Nick picked him up. Yeah, but you lost carry-on for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I lost some money. Yeah.
1: So that's – with Williams, like, I knew I, – I still believe he has some value, but I just decided I didn't want to roster him for an entire year just to wait and see – no. What was going to be next year, so I ended up cutting him. Well, what's his what's his
0: contract deal with them? He
1: so he has one year left on his. This was going to be his last year with the Chiefs, oh, but God. I think because he opted out,
0: it rolls over. So now next year oh. he's still under contract with the Chiefs. So we'll see what the hell happens with that. And then as far as his relevance right. next year, I guess I wonder what they're going to do. Yeah, it's not really determined because it's kind of like a special situation type of thing. But I don't know. Well, um, yeah, so that was really the only big trade if I mean it was it was a huge well, I don't I don't know. It was like it was a mix. I mean you a got decent, rid of Carry on, he still has yeah. a decent amount of value. I guess he hurt him I I didn't both running backs hurt so, themselves in Detroit now?
1: Yeah, that was that was something um that we we're gonna talk about later on, but we can address that right now. Yeah, why not? It's with,
0: uh,
1: I know like one of those updates that uh that Andre sent was about Swift. I think he said something about Swift getting hurt. He either said something or I, I saw that on Twitter somewhere, yeah. but I don't think his injury is supposed to be real serious yet, but Carrion Johnson, I know uh like
0: a boot or something already. Yeah, he, he had a
1: brace on his brace. knee. Andre said he had a brace and then he was uh like under uh, counted reps or like limited reps. So, I mean, his injury risk has always been high, but it's he's one of those like tantalizing fantasy players because when he
0: plays he puts up points he's kind of like in the will fuller type yeah realm he's like the big profile guy who is still really young and somewhat elite and talented but he just can't catch a break of stupid injuries yeah which stinks but the problem is they still carry some kind of value so it's like okay i can hold on to him and if he stays in he's gonna be good but like if he can't get it he's like what's he worth after that right yeah well i guess um hopefully you have better days ahead for your trading um, <laughs> i hope so but, i'm yeah.
1: always i'm always open to offers and considerations so some of them work out and some of them don't
0: well since you're open about offers and considerations i guess there is one that you're not open to whatsoever and we saw that <laughs> in the picture um with your new uh Spartan Panda gear, your shirt. Um, You want to tell the story behind that? uh, How thou shalt not uh, (laughs) trade Julio. Right. Yeah. Never trade
1: Julio is basically my the official Spartan Pandas team motto. (laughs) Um, And just like the the short version of it is, is basically it's a family affair at Spartan Pandas. So going back to like it was like 2014, one year the only year that my wife ever played fantasy football with me. We we're in a redraft league, and she had Julio, and she like has a je- like a really vague awareness of NFL guys. But she had Tom Brady and Julio, and that was the year that Julio balled out. He had he was he okay. had several like twenty plus point games. Did and he get a touchdown that year? I think he had a couple. He <laughs> broke his a- he broke his trend. Okay, he had more than two, <laughs> more than two. So he uh, he ended up basically getting her to like the championship, and so she's still to this day talks about julio jones and fantasy and i i mentioned to her like several months ago that i was considering trading or off, like trying to make some offers and giving up julio and she was adamant that i should never trade julio and she kept talking to me about the benefits of them and I, I it changed my mindset and i realized if my wife was that invested in julio that i should be as well so i'm not trading julio i'm going down with that shit whenever, whenever it eventually goes
0: down do you think your marriage would be on the line if you traded Julio? Possibly. That's rough. So there,
1: there's a lot involved behind the scenes with that. So well, got the the team shirt and my my slogan on it.
0: Yeah, because it's like a waste of money if you trade him. And it's like, well, this is pointless. <laughs> right. I can't do it now. So it's thou shalt not trade Julio. But can you drop him if he sucks all of a sudden?
1: Maybe because she. You know, my wife's never given me specific instruction about dropping them. Okay. So, so that, that could be on the
0: table. Completely different. Completely different. <laughs> I and mean, then Nick can pick him up along with Damien Williams. Nick can pick him up. Well, since, <laughs> since since we just got done talking about you, maybe we can talk about some of these other guys. Um, so Andre has probably definitely been the most active on this thing. We are uh, going to nickname him now Andre the Echo Mock. <laughs> Because he's on it with the, um, what do you call them, notifications. And he gets to some of them earlier than the other guys. But uh, very informative. I believe Caleb said, who needs Schefter when you have mock? Right. Right? Aptly put, Caleb. Yeah, aptly put. So, um, yeah, Andre's definitely looking at stuff and doing his homework. Um, We had the first bit of action from Gabe today saying something about not voting. (laughs) Which uh, I responded saying we should also start voting on losing players. Gabe, so, that's... Did you find some mash there? I did. Yeah. Gabe, not voting is completely un-American. Yeah, completely un-American. Just brush it off, yeah. Yeah, all right, we there can go. fix that later. All right. Yeah, um, it's, that's like in Gabe's realm. I believe Gabe traded a whole bunch of his picks early, early in the year for a guy who doesn't play <laughs> on a team anymore and a guy who's... Probably going to get hurt again. Um, I forget, like, he had – his picks, I think, would have been, like, 17-27 and, and, like, seven – or seven. Seven, 17-27. Yeah, yeah, so that's, like – that would have been one of those elite wide receivers. Right. And then, um, I don't know, after that, just kind of, like, ballparking anything. Yeah. Maybe, well, like, a quarterback. This was
1: a – I know at 17 – um all the all the quarterbacks were still on the board, so mm-hmm. it could have been Burrow or Tua or Herbert. I forget who. Oh, he, well, he has Mahomes, though. He probably wouldn't have got a no. quarterback. Yeah, probably not. That would have been dumb. But this was a pretty deep receiver draft, so he could have got another mm-hmm. good young receiver.
0: Yeah, and I and I, I read that um, this, I think, along with – it was like either the 2012 draft or 14. I don't remember which one it was, but like they grade him upon points based on talent and and all that. And this was only like, like, I guess like the 2012 or 14, whichever one I'm talking about was like the highest it's been in like the last 10 or whatever years. And this was the second highest class as far as talent goes. And he didn't get anybody. Gabe's scouting department wasn't impressed. No, not impressed at all. You have to be pretty good to (laughs) uh, be on Gabe's team. Right. And he's
1: already started trading his... 2021 20 picks because I got his second rounder. In the oh, that's trade. right. on Johnson trade. So he doesn't
0: care about picks then, I guess. Um, he gave you, yeah, that's right. Okay, well he got carry on, so yeah. but he's hurt and probably will remain so. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't sound like that was a very good trade to begin the the 2020 year. Of course, 2020 is not good anyway right now. Okay. But at least they're going to play, I guess. So okay, and then um, let's see. We had some other stuff. Oh, yeah, we found out that, um, what, Nick was talking about a hooker on Bourbon Street, and (laughs) Kyler said it was some kind of Alexis Texas lookalike, so I don't know if you guys know this, but, uh, she has a pretty big ass, so we, uh, we had come to the conclusion that we found that Kyler is indeed an ass man, which I'm sure most of us are anyway, but he just basically, uh, confirmed that. So, uh, did you know who Alexis Texas was? I didn't. I had to
1: google her name and get an update, which as a Marine, my fellow Marines would probably be disappointed in that.
0: But <laughs> what was the first thing picture you saw when she came up? Um,
1: well, it was, it was of an ass. Oh, okay, so there you it go. It became pretty apparent quickly. <laughs> it's a rather it's big apparent. one, too. Yeah, yeah. Some might say Texas size. Texas size,
0: Everything, everything's bigger in Texas. <laughs> but I'm really,
1: sure. I mean, like you said. What guy doesn't like a nice ass? Mm,
0: everybody, every guy likes a big backyard to play in. <laughs> um, Alright, well then, we saw, um, let's see, I'm looking at my figures here. We saw some decent, I mean, we've had some decent kind of activity, like one of the bigger guys who's been doing some stuff, um, just based on, because I've been dealing with it too, Mikey's been kind of like looking at his roster and kind of moving some stuff around. He's putting some guys on the block and whatnot. I kind of had some... Trade negotiations with him, also, and trying to get guys from him when he uh, just recently got convicted of strangling people. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't have very high standards when it comes to my team. You, uh, you're open to playing criminals. We uh, you know that now. Yeah, uh, I guess. Uh, well, you know, uh, it's funny because Caleb like came out and uh, said that. First of all, let's say alleged criminals. <laughs> he hasn't been proven guilty yet. Yeah, but. So, but I did see now that he got
1: accused of strangling whoever it was in Washington, two other accusers from LSU said that he raped him in college. You know, again, might
0: not be true but Me too, me too. <laughs> exactly. And now everyone's jumping on the bandwagon. Well, Caleb was kinda of giving me crap for that. And um but I think I remember a certain guy who has alleged uh convictions also. Well, I guess were they alleged or like did they figure it out for Kareem Hunt? Like, what happened with that? Well, that happened. There's video of that. Oh, okay. So Caleb harbors those kind of <laughs> individuals as well. Yeah. yeah, Caleb Caleb is also okay with that. Yeah. And those individuals are actually also fantasy
1: relevant. So, you know. I mean, if we if we want to get technical, there's
0: probably a guy in almost every one of our rosters that's been convicted yeah. of a crime. <laughs> he who is without sin casts the first stone, Caleb. Right. So, yeah, just remember that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but Mikey put up a whole bunch of guys on TradeBlock. That's nice. That little app is kind of cool. I mean, it kind of, it's almost, I mean, it's definitely like more, um, I guess, uh, what do you want to say? It's like more visually appealing. It's like, hey, this is the guy that's up. And I guess that's just the app.
1: Well, the updates that update they made or were good. Yeah. Because like now, the when, you make, when you're making trade proposals, it looks a little different. And like what you mm-hmm. said with the trading block, it's a little easier to see. So like I think the sleeper app updates that they did like a month ago or whatever it was yeah some nice features <clears throat> yeah and there's I mean there's several big name guys that owners have put on the trading block right now so I'm I've got interest in some of them and I'm sure a lot of the other guys do as well so I'm interested to see if any deals go down on those players Yeah
0: I'm trying to wonder like I know Andre has Gronkowski on there what do you think he's trying to get for Gronkowski Oh, Gronk's a tough one because picks.
1: I don't know if he wants picks because maybe, but he he also put some of his later first round picks, like later years, on. Oh yeah, that's block right. Well, so yeah. he might not be interested in the
0: picks. I did. I think he went out all the way to 2023. right? Putting his
1: firsts on. Yeah, he put his
0: first rounders on the train. Yeah, block. I don't. I don't even know what the hell that would be worth, except just like a base rate of what a number one would be. Yeah. But like. I'm going to go out and say that I would imagine that just looking at Andre's team, he's probably one of the higher, um, I guess, not valued teams, but uh, uh, one of the more talented or one of the more solid teams, I guess, for these next years, I guess. He doesn't really have a lot of guys that are like...
1: He's got a ton of young talent. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I would imagine those picks for the next few years would probably be later in round one. So I guess that's a decent valuation you could apply to them, roughly speaking. So I say like the base rates and stuff like that, but you know, it's fantasy football, right? So anything can happen. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So Mikey's been doing some stuff with all that good stuff uh, as far as putting the trade block up. And I don't really think seen any other things happening, right? It's just kind of like updates Really, on what's Within going on in camp? Yeah,
1: we've yeah. Some guys have made some random waiver moves.
0: Yeah, um, but yeah, nothing too earth shattering. I'm starting to wonder if Kyler's gonna get out of his punishment now.
1: <laughs> it's. I mean, time is on his side. It's not because, looking
0: good. All right. Yeah, I'd, we're and, already gonna be into the next season before like he I would know. potentially be able to. And it's like, is it even like worth it? Then, well, not only that, like we can't even go out and do what we wanted to do. Well, speaking of that, do you want to talk about uh, the proposed possible change of the, oh, yeah. the
1: punishments now? What That's right.
0: Do? Yeah, so it was just like a stupid side thing, but it's actually kind of funny. Um, but so like, yeah, when we went to Disney World or Disneyland out here like a year or two ago or whatever, I got these Star Wars hats of uh Han it has like Han Solo and then uh Princess Leia like their separate hats. And um actually Nick actually this kind of group would actually probably be into doing this cuz <laughs> I think we're all pretty much Star Wars fans. Like maybe avid Star Wars fans. Nice. Um and um but no their their hats um and I'm sure everybody knows this same but um Leia like so the Leia hat says I love you and then the Han hat obviously says i know so we could maybe have like one just casual outing sometime, going out going anywhere or whatever actually what we could do they probably wouldn't be able to go to karaoke but we might be able to just go to like a restaurant or something and just have a dinner but kyler could wear the leia hat and then nick can be uh hanzo kind of like being the bitch to like, solid, so. so at
1: least have some type of
0: public shaming. There. Yeah, I mean, that'd be, that'd be close. I don't think enough people know what that is, you know. So <laughs> they'll probably think they're gay or something. Which, not that there's anything wrong with it. <laughs> so, yeah, that was just a thought, you know, kind of like low-key thing. And to be honest, I don't even know, like, I guess it's a good time to start going into um, some of these, oh, what do you call it, uh, changes that we're kind of talking about that I brought a poll up today, which it's going to probably take forever to be voted on, but I guess we can kind of talk some of the, um, uh, about some of the topics really, cause they're not like many. It sounds like a lot of the, the league chat stuff that we've been doing. It's, it's really kind of focused on roster changing and, um, well, full roster changing and just like the starting roster, uh, switches. So we've kind of had, uh, what the, the thing today was, um, Changing the lineup, like we were guessing, like thirty to twenty, or just or just changing the full the, roster, the in total general. size, yeah, yeah, the total size. So, the one I've been liking, now this this wouldn't fall really for the group that we're dealing with because it seems like it's too many big changes at once, and Cab's okay, just gonna be like, no way, it's it's not fantasy football. Huh. Um, but yeah, typically, like I looked at a stock, uh, dynasty league, and they actually start ten. Uh, positions and it's like it's two two running backs, one quarterback, three wide receivers, three flexes, one tight end, and I think that's it. I think that's ten. Might be nine. I might be wrong, but it's something along those lines. So it's pretty stocked. So yeah. when you do that, you're actually weeding out a bunch of the bad teams, like such as myself. Like I wouldn't be able to stick with that. Most you don't have likely. The depth for that. No, I have no depth See, at all for that.
1: Yeah, something I'll say real quick on that, like. Obviously, everyone. some guys would want changes and some guys won't. I'm in favor of uh, changing to be able to play more players or yeah. like maybe dropping kickers and putting that as a flex spot. And my reasoning behind that is, um, I, I mean, there's several, but the main thing is that we have these big rosters and all these players that we do research on and that we like and have rostered. It just makes it more fun to be able to actually play more of them yeah. as opposed to just having them.
0: Depth on the bench, so yeah, well, to me it's more fun to have more guys in a starting and contributing position. Mm-hmm. You get to see the guys who you're doing all the research on actually playing, right? right? I mean, how many players do you have that are sitting on the bench that are scoring, you know, a lot of points? And we have such a deep bench. Right. It's like, I mean, well, well, what do you have? Like, you have some situations, like even Andre, for example, would have like he he would have a whole bunch of players. I, I mean I guess it's nice the way we have it now, it's definitely you're trying to make a choice to see who's gonna play the best guy. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like you have this big bench and if you have these spots to play him in, you have a significant chance. Right. Um, and beating an opponent. Like especially going up against a guy like me, for example, you know, like you said, I don't have the depth at all. So that would be Something that's not in my favor, but I still like the idea of. It makes it more interesting.
1: Yeah, I think so. And even even if we added, if we did add one or two more starting spots for positional guys, it's not like we're just we're playing all of our team and there's no strategy. Yeah, we still have so many guys to pick pick from
0: and pick the right people to fill those starting spots. Yeah, exactly. So there's
1: still strategy and some skill involved in that.
0: Yeah, I mean, you might even with a roster like that, you might still be playing death depth pieces that you're hoping maybe just get, like, a couple catches in a game or something yeah. just to kind of tip the the scale a little bit. Especially on, like, week. those bye weeks or once yeah. injuries start happening. That's even, I didn't even think about that. Like, imagine you have a whole bunch of guys that you're reaching to throw in flex spots when you have, like, the big bye weeks or whatever. Yeah. Like, isn't there one bye week that's, like, seven teams off or six teams off? Or yeah,
1: something? I don't know specifically, but I know for me, for my team personally, week eight, like, a – It's rough. Yeah, like a quarter or more of my team is on by, So, Mm -hmm. whoever I'm playing week eight, uh, you might be facing a lot of my backups. I
0: hope that's me. (laughs) Well, Uh, if it's you, I'll
1: still beat you. Yeah, yeah. Lucky you. All I need is a. a All you need is a couple kickers. (laughs) Yeah, an overtime
0: game. Yeah. How many times did you do that this year? Like four? Yeah, I had a couple. I had several close games. So sneaky. That's the way it goes. Sneaky, sneaky pandas you should be the ninjas not the pandas yeah yeah um so so yeah roster size is definitely one thing that seems to be um a topic that would uh would be a good discussion and then um so we were kind of following up with that like if i'm fairly certain that everybody's going to want to do that so the way i was kind of going was going to go about that was okay if um If the roster size changes, then then how do we uh, dissect that? So I would have a question like, do you guys want to get rid of kickers, yes or no? And if it was a yes, then we'd go along and say, okay, do you want to get rid of defense, yes or no? And if that was a no, we'd go along. So it's basically kind of weeding out how many of your – what is it? uh, Skill position players do you basically want to get rid of? Because obviously if you get rid of the kickers and the defense – they're not really skill positions. You know, they're just kind of like – that's not luck, but you're kind of just – it's more of a dart throw Yeah. really on a starting um, game. So it's basically kind of coming down – I'm trying to weed it out carefully to where it's like who specifically are you comfortable getting rid of? Do you want to get rid of the two spots that have the defense and kickers, and that way you're not getting rid of as many skill positions? Or do you want to keep the kickers and defense and just get rid of more depth – skill positions basically so that's kind of the route we're going off and then um the other thing that was kind of the big it wasn't big but it was just mostly mentioned I guess was um the revamped uh playoff uh brackets and whatnot so last year we did the uh, the toilet bowl one which is kind of it's 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 fine you know it definitely weeds them out um the uh the worst teams but the one, that- the one that I talked with Gabe uh, before, like a while ago, um, we talked about doing, uh, what was it? It's like the first round, the two worst, te- or it was like two teams play for the first and the third pick. Yeah. And then the other two teams play for second and fourth. Right. And then the preceding teams after that, or no, I guess that's it. It'd just be one. But everyone else, I think, is in the oh, playoffs. no, no, no. Yeah, and they're in the upper, no, not my, in the toilet bowl. My bad. It would it would be a series of two lower bracket games. The loser of the first one, however the teams are, would get like the third pick, and the winner goes on to the next round, and then they'd be right. fighting for first and second.
1: So, so yeah. So yeah. basically, the premise of it is that you're still, even if you don't make the regular playoffs, if you're in the toilet bowl, mm-hmm. you're still, you still have an incentive to do good mm-hmm. and win in order to get the higher pick. Yeah. So they're. It it wouldn't make any sense for anyone to try to tank because yeah. then you'd you'd end up with a lower pick. Yeah, exactly. And then you could still have a punishment if you really wanted to, but it's not really necessary
0: because there's that ins- built in incentive to yeah. to
1: win and keep playing your best
0: guys. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, and I, I mean, I personally I like that one a lot. I mean, it, it kind of makes sense to me as far as just kind of like the whole tank situation. Plus, not only that, it's like it's basically kind of forcing you to make. Like a decent lineup, yeah. I think makes it more interesting. So, and not only like that, like some of them would probably argue, it's like, all right, well, what if I want to just tank, and the six spot to five or to seven, and just get in the lower bracket for a better pick, versus trying to make it all the way through, for nothing. But that just comes down to, well, how bad do you want to win the trophy? I guess. So, I mean, that's the reason why we play this, right? Is to win the Nick Walter play
1: to win the game
0: yeah exactly so I mean I don't know who's not playing for the trophy and just picks in general but I mean I could be wrong so but yeah that that and there's another one too we were just and this would depend on just um how our rosters change um as far as the size of them but just adding like an IR spot or two or something like that probably just one even with a 28 man roster one would probably be good enough Nothing really about taxi squad stuff. I don't I don't really think that needs to be changed. Three's kind of nice, and four would be okay, but you're starting to get, like, if you have some decent or not-so-decent classes in the future, it might be kind of pointless. Yeah. And not only that, you have that nice big rush to the bank to try and pick up um, waiver wire players at the end, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, I thought it was cool you as well. You know, so, but I picked up a lot of guys. So, Gabe kind of forgot about that. That was
1: funny. Gabe didn't participate in the draft or the waiver wire rookie rush. He was
0: just uh, content with his Devonta Freeman and Ty Hilton shares. Yeah, he doesn't. Devonta Freeman isn't Freeman isn't on a team either. So right. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I think he was like, "Oh, I guess we should have done that." He's like, "Yeah, that would have been good." He had some comment like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, um, that's. I mean, and then, then obviously if anybody else had like, you know, something that I'm not thinking of or whatever, um, or anybody else for that matter, just kind of send it to me and I can bring it up that way. But for the most part, I think that's really the stuff we kind of wanted to look into. So, yeah, so that's pretty much, um, I mean, not much else going league wise. I mean, it should be starting up what is it, in like two or three weeks? Or First game or... is September 10th. Okay, so, so it's, yeah, it's coming up, weeks, Yeah, it's I, need, the... I need to get another starting running back.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, right now you're starting two
0: Colts in your <laughs> what's, starting lineup. What's sad is it's the best running backs that I have. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah, so I guess we can kind of talk about, um, I don't know if you guys heard this, but this whole pandemic thing, it's kind of new, um, this COVID-19 stuff. Um, how do you think? Like we we kind of actually now that I think about it we kind of brought it up a little bit talking about our Andre said something about like the commissioner has to make a uh, decision on COVID related type of system I, I forget what he said but I mean it was relevant I just don't really remember but I basically said it's like well we better hope we have the back like get the backups yeah because like what else can you do really and this is act that's kind of it an, and another interesting fact so like a new startup that i'm doing with my family um in a week when i was uh making the draft and everything they actually have a COVID 19 ir type spot sleeper in sleeper, it's right. sleeper yeah, yeah I which i too. thought was kind of cool so i mean maybe that's something we can that would be nice for this year but if this is like an ongoing factor hopefully
1: we don't need that next year yeah if if you hopefully still need an extra man
0: shit an extra man yeah <laughs> Yeah, if,
1: if we if we still need the COVID IR <laughs> spot in 2021,
0: yeah, that's what the hell is s- going on. I don't know, but like that would be an option, I guess. Um, so it could be a COVID nineteen spot specifically, and then an IR spot, which is ridiculous. But I mean, God, I mean, what else? Because it would really suck to like have to drop someone, like for COVID nineteen reasons. Yeah like i'm sure it's like a rare scenario but it is a possible scenario
1: and i've looked some of like the i don't know so-called fantasy expert uh strategy for how to like navigate through this year with the COVID 19 stuff and in summary it's like there's no clear consensus on the best way to do it because some analysts are saying like oh you absolutely want to have uh, handcuffs for all of your starting running backs, so yeah. if the first guy goes down you have their handcuff, but then at the same time other people were saying that if if that team is not segregating their running back room then they could all get it, and if you have the, the main guy and his handcuff they both might go down, and then you're really screwed So It's
0: almost like versatility is your friend throughout right. the other team The problem is, it's like, you have to reach for those and like that actually could influence uh, interesting trades uh, yeah. for 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 certain. Just because you know you might be against the, up against the wall. Not only that, from a strategy factor too. I mean, that's that's a big deal. Like you could have guys that are like holding, you know, all these backup running backs or whatever. Like 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 Seth holding Tol- Tony Pollard to Zeke. All those. I mean, it's probably the worst example I could just pick. As Zeke already had it, but I mean, <laughs> I guess it doesn't really matter could get it again yeah
1: i think but, his, who knows, there's so many conflicting studies yeah he might have some antibodies for like a few weeks yeah but probably not the whole season
0: yeah but just like that kind of example you know if like let's say zeke and chris carson just go out and nick literally has no one to start yeah. you know and seth's like okay what do you want for pollard you know that's a big value thing because then right who knows if even seth would want to even give him away just because he's like a start like throwing the lineup right away kind of guy same thing with madison and cook that it's the same exact situation so that's a big cash deal for nick to try and even get anything if he even chose to do that i mean he could go elsewhere but then like seth would just be sitting there it's it's almost like an infinite thing it's like what do you want to offer to me for this kind of guy so
1: i think the biggest thing is that it's just in order to try to set yourself up, it's smart now for us as owners to decide what our strategy is going to be. You mm-hmm. know, whether we want to try to get those handcuffs or just diversify and get different people randomly in, on random teams and then have your plan going in to try to do. So when you do have that key starter go down for however many weeks with COVID, you are already you
0: already have kind of like your plan in place and you're not trying to scramble at the last second to, to yeah. fill in. And one thing about it too, it's like, so... Well, I mean, let's just take the 14-day scenario, right? That's two games. Right. That means you have to find a player that's uh, that will give you or help you get a win over replacement, basically. Yep. And, and good luck finding that on our waiver wire. Yeah. You know, like you're going to have to be uh, making some offers to people right. to even get someone. Trades. Yeah, trades or, you know, well, yeah, it's going to have to be trades. Not only that, think about this. So our trade landline is week nine think of all that. so <laughs> like, after that you're kind of set you're kind of screwed <laughs> yeah if you don't have your play I didn't even think about that so you have to make sure that your eggs are all in a row or your ducks are in a row Yeah, and um, you know because then you have that hey, imagine not having those guys for the playoff stretch like imagine not having Zeke for the playoff stretch
1: definitely hurt yeah
0: <laughs> yeah I mean so the nice thing is
1: that even if you didn't want to take any roster action we ha- we do have deep benches so you could you'd have people to put in there yeah it just might not be like
0: anywhere close to a type of caliber player that you normally start Mm -hmm. so and even with you might even want to adjust do a better job adjusting the taxi squad and kind of have guys that are ready to rock and fire in there um that you can actually use bring them all activate them off the taxi yeah like maybe put the guys in that you know are not going to be playing this year or i'm at wall it doesn't even sound like you can say that this year. You, the guys that you know have a lower percentage chance of playing this year, right? Like, like you know, relatively low, I guess. Yeah. So it just depends, but yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting year uh, as far as that goes. I guess I did miss one thing um, I wanted to ask you because I know we talked about um, special segments. With the guys, um, kind of like this is the last podcast we talked about. We were talking about Andre doing some kind of own podcast, not a podcast, well, yeah, it's a podcast, but like his own segment on the um SFPL network. Um, I think he went he liked the whole stat stuff or whatever, so I don't really know if he's done anything with that or not. Apparently, he's just the alert guy now, and that's a segment so he can save all the alerts and we can get them a week and a week after. <laughs> it's like, this is what happened last week kind of thing. Yeah. So, that's not a great show, Andre. I wouldn't advise that. Maybe something along those lines. But, um, let's just put you on the spot. If you had to pick a segment, what do you think you'd want to do? Oh, man. Anything? Huh. Anything funny or like, it's a tough question. See. Yeah, it is a tough question. Well, so, I let's don't... let's take some examples. So, like, uh, Mikey had a good one with grade that trade kind of thing. Right. That could be, that's almost like a spot kind of thing because you're not going to have trades every week. But like once it happens, yeah, you'd be like, all right, like Mikey's job is just to do a little quick blurb of them. What do you think about this? Blah, blah, blah. And he could give us two cents and then we could put polls up or whatever. But like, yeah, something along those lines. And then Andre obviously had the stat type thing or whatever. Well, something I did, like, I don't know if this would be, like, an every week segment, but last year
1: I thought it was pretty fun when we had our, like, little rant contributions or whatever we did. I mean, I think it was, like, supposed to be, like, a minute or two. So depending on how we did it, we could expand that if we Mm -hmm. needed to be longer. But I, I, for that, I actually, I had plenty of things I wanted to say, and I actually had to do, like, little bullet points to make sure I got them all in, like, (laughs) under a minute time frame. On my little like trash talk rants, to yeah. Get in there and I tried to like be diverse and uh, equal opportunity and <laughs> talk trash on multiple people. And yeah,
0: you, you want to include everybody. Include everybody in that. So that was fun to do. Everybody's equally as shitty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so, a good idea. Actually, I'm trying to think of how you would apply that to like a uh, like a like a like a like a, like a week. I, I guess it would be like if.
1: If there was a particular matchup that, like, I had won that was, Mm -hmm. like, crazy. Like, last year when I – you, like –
0: Yeah, yeah. When I beat you Mm head-to-head
1: because of the overtime game with Russell Wilson because he ended up – you would beat me in regulation, but then it went to overtime and I got, like, four or five extra points
0: and came back and beat you.
1: (laughs) I could probably do a
0: a, a little segment on that. (laughs) I was going to say it'd probably be better if I did it because I'm the one that lost. (laughs) So you could almost do, like, um, oh – some kind of sneak or like a like out from under the rug or pull the rug out from me kind of a reaction to a like a tough loss or a heartbreak loss right or um oh man I have to think about I I could come up with a stupid name for that that's a good idea because it's not necessarily something that's going to happen every week yeah, just but be, like, yeah, based on that matchup that just happened. Yeah, like call up Seth and like, Alright man, he just beat you by a point, you gotta yeah. do the rant now, let's hear it and then that'd be just kinda of fun to hear. It about. could be like
1: a like the segment could be something like a Monday morning quarterback type thing. Where yeah. you have like that that quick uh recap of what just happened. Yeah. Or you're talking about that matchup <laughs> or like, you know, what you
0: what you just did or what you should have just done or yeah. those last minute lineup switches that uh-huh. end up screwing you. Like, think funny. like right after it happens, or like, not right after, as soon after the game's over that you just <laughs> lost by, like, a hair, do your reaction to right. it, and just send it to me after, and then I just put it out there. Yeah, something like that would be funny. I could think of something creative for that. That'd be pretty sweet. We, I think we should do that. That'd be pretty good. <laughs> well, alright, so that was a sidebar. We'll go back to actual some football. So you actually had on here uh, some good stuff, just as far as NFL stuff, so... um you kind of suggest a segment of some undecided uh, running back backfields.
1: Yeah, so there's a, there's a couple that I wanted to touch on.
0: And, like, you know, right now with all the
1: training camp yeah. blurbs, I mean, there's with the NFL trending towards, like, committee backfields anyway, you could yeah. make an argument that almost every backfield you could have this discussion. But there's, there's been a few specifically that have kind of
0: okay. caught my eye. So. So, so the first one we have here you have is uh, Denver. So what do you – like, we just had that Melvin Gordon – thing I don't I, I I looked at a little bit more but I forget what it said I was kind of I think the last thing I just saw was like he's day-to-day type thing
1: yeah I haven't heard I know it was a rib injury but I don't know um really too much more than that but that's an interesting backfield because the Broncos brought him in so many weapons now yeah for sure so many weapons um they're loaded on offense but in that division that's just like trying to keep pace with the Chiefs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um but yeah, with the Broncos specifically having Gordon, um, they brought him in and they're paying him starters' money. I think he's getting like eight million a year. Yeah. And Philip Lindsay's not getting paid near that, but a lot of the efficiency numbers that I've seen, Lindsay is pro- probably at least as good, if not better, than Gordon on some of those numbers. So I'm That's in- spicy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm interested to see uh, how that plays out this year in fantasy, you know, and whether one of those two guys really emerges, but. I follow them because that's, that's my so what, main team anyway for Yeah, a that's right. And Fangio just said this week that he doesn't feel like he needs to name a starter, that they're both, he considers yeah. both starters. So from fantasy perspective, that's terrible. So what, but, uh, the, uh,
0: the third stringer, what's his name? Freeman? It? Royce Freeman? Yeah, Royce Freeman. Like what, like, he seems like, uh... He was a good profile, right? Was he? you remember when he was drafted? Was it day two? Uh, yeah, I, I think he was remember. day two. I know it was high, yeah, and he he's was, kind of just being like – I think he was a third-round guy from Oregon. Yeah, and the UDFA guys, the one who's going past him, like so right. busy and stuff. So I know, I think Kyler had uh, both uh, Gordon and him. And Freeman, I'm, yeah, I I'm, think I'm you're right. Freeman, yeah, I'm pretty so, sure.
1: So just like tying that back into what we were talking about earlier, that's one example where like right now – Royce Freeman doesn't seem like he really has any value, but given the nature yeah. of this crazy season, yeah. like Gordon's already hurt. If Philip Lindsay gets hurt or one of them gets COVID, Freeman, Royce Freeman, could end up being the step starter. Step in, yeah, step yeah. in. So mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah, that's it's one of those things that, uh, yeah, it's it's all about having that leverage over the other guys, really, especially with this year. It's going to be uh, significant. So next one you have on here is Detroit. Uh, Detroit, that's a a fun one because both of those guys are having like. Issues, I guess, right? Yeah, possibly
1: injury issues. And we kind of
0: already talked about that one. Yeah. So I don't think we need to say too much more there. Yeah. And plus, I mean, what the hell is he doing with the backfield anyway? It doesn't seem like they're really doing, like, when I had carry on, he's just kind of okay. Yeah. He really wasn't doing much. And it doesn't seem like, uh, what's his, Patricia? Yeah, Matt Patricia. Yeah, he's kind of running that. Patriots offense, was, which is where again. he's
1: from. He's from exactly, New England, right.
0: so yeah. So I mean, that might—that's <laughs> a fantasy mess. Since that's another one on your list, let's talk about the New England one. Yeah. So, also still a fantasy mess, I would
1: say. Yeah. Sony Michelle is all, hurt again. He's on the pup right now, but they're saying he might be able to come back for Week One.
0: Yeah, I actually but, saw on my one of my uh lists. Of, like I get, I have a newsletter that I look at, and it goes out. Like I get it. Since we're on the west side, we get it a little bit before. Um, but I think he uh, what did, what did it say? It said something like, "is probable of being the week one or probable right. for week one or like to start week one or in the running to be yeah. the starter for week one." I'm just like, okay, who knows? What, is, what does that mean? They just signed Lamar Miller, so yeah,
1: he okay. adds another element to that backfield, and then just being the Patriots and Bill Belichick, you never know what to believe or who's gonna. The only thing that I really am confident in in that backfield is that James White is going to be their receiving back. Yeah. That's that's, <laughs> that's the only consistent. That's it. Everything yeah. beyond that is just kind of like a your best guess. I thought I saw something about Stidham too. Yeah, so the stuff I've seen is saying that so far neither Stidham uh, nor uh, Cam Newton has looked very good in practice. Uh, the thing with Stidham, he th- threw a bunch of interceptions then he also got hurt and had to leave the leave practice, go to the hospital, get some tests, and yeah. then I think he came back to practice the next day and was on
0: the sideline. But I don't know what his injury status. Ooh, yeah. All right. So yeah, that's always a fun team for running backs. What was the last running back they even had that was relevant? Well, or have they? they it's really just White, right? James White. Yeah, he's always
1: like a flex, like maybe sometimes a fringe RB two type of guy. Yeah, they had a. Uh, it's probably been like three or four years, but the one year they had Legarrette Blunt.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: And He was like their goal line back and had like double digit touchdowns. That's right. I remember. But I think that was kind of like a
0: random. And didn't he go to Detroit to die basically?
1: I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, and how his career's Interesting. Interesting.
0: <laughs> so okay. So then Washington, the which, Washington team. Yeah, the Washington <laughs> football team. The Washington
1: football. Which team. you kind of already mentioned with guys. Yeah, but, uh, but let's
0: let's look at actually the backfield. So what? So it, it's um. Uh, uh, Adrian Peterson, yep. followed by I guess it would be Barber, and then followed by I would imagine it's Antonio Gibson now, right? Yeah, it's
1: it's kind of like someone else, yeah, or Bryce, no Bryce Love, Bryce Love yeah, is in there, the and guy. someone just picked him up. I forgot. Uh, who, Kyler did. Kyler picked him up. Yeah, so I, I thought about it.
0: Up. I just yeah, I guess the biggest thing with him is uh, the health status, right? Because
1: he's he's coming off a major injury, a knee injury too. Yeah,
0: because I know he has a good profile. What, which is why, I mean, the stuff that I see anyway, why he's talked up a lot, it's just they talk about his health. Yeah, it's really, it's almost like a, a carry-on situation.
1: The stuff I've seen on Gibson is he's really raw at running back, but Washington's been moving him all around the formation, so he's
0: definitely going to play. But I
1: don't know if he's, he would end up being like their RB one on that team.
0: Yeah, I remember Rivera in the very beginning. I don't know if it was well, I guess it was after the draft, saying that he's like a all. Um, Oh, uh, McCaffrey esque yeah. or something like that, which is I guess I'm sure it's hype. But you know, I mean I guess it's always something to have in the back of your mind. Yeah. But then freaking Rivera can't believe this crab where he gets the freaking lymph node can't yeah, It's like crazy. that's like the last spot you want it. Right. So like it's so ridiculous that, that team is just like having so much bad luck, it's stupid. Yeah. But um yeah, that's that's gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be interesting. Yeah. How that's gonna play out. But um yeah, so another messy backfield right there. Um, And then Arizona, I feel like this one's a little bit more clear, right? but then like, I guess the the Chase Edmonds stuff is is more, like, is that a hype train thing or what? What do you think? I mean, this is definitely the time when those hype train things start. Well, he's got a good profile though. I mean, and he did good. He just, when he filled in last year, yeah. he just hurt his hamstring. It's the same, it's the Will Fuller effect thing, right? Yeah.
1: And I mean, Kenyon, Kenyon Drake is a stud. And so I think he's the clear starter. But there's something that Cliff Kingsbury just this week was gushing about Chase Edmonds and saying how he like doesn't consider Edmonds like a just like a backup role player. So yeah. only like only time will tell if that means he's gonna get more touches on like a scripted uh scenario. But I thought that was interesting that it kinda seemed like Kingsbury went out of his way to specifically mention Chase Edmonds in that backfield. So that's another one that I think is interesting for fantasy. I mean, Kenyon Drake's clearly going to put up points there. Yeah. But yeah. something to keep
0: an eye on. I think I, I think I thought of your segment too, by the way, just now. You could just talk – like you could say, it's a mess with Mark Juan, <laughs> And you can talk about ridiculous uh, fantasy uh, Bermuda Triangle right. things. It's a mess with Mark. <laughs> you can talk about running back backfields or quarterback situations –
1: yeah, there's, you know,
0: and there's plenty of messes uh, every season to get into. Fantasy owners whose teams suck, you know, anything like that. Yeah, so, all right. Well, dude, I mean, it's not bad for your first podcast. I mean, I think Seth would be proud of you. I think we just hit the 47 mark, nice. 48 Perfect. mark. So, yeah, um, so I guess the moral of this story is you better be prepared for this uh Uh, Season and go into it with backups, like, out the butt. And think about um, all these uh, changes for the year 2021. Um, I know what we will do, and I'll make sure of this next time, um, because last time we turned over this league way too early. But we didn't know what the heck we were doing. I was like, what does this mean? (laughs) You press the button. Let's push the button. Should we push it? Let's push it. Why not? And then it's like trades went through all of a sudden. It's like, oh, okay. So... I think even me and Seth talked about this last time. We're we're definitely, before we turn over anything, everything's going to be sorted out and payment's going to be at the end. We'll probably just do it after the Super Bowl. That's a good thing to do it. So that would be the following year.
1: I I liked when you guys turned it over like relatively soon after the season so we yeah. could all start making moves and doing that yeah but it just makes sense to have everything squared away for that new year before you turn it over yeah so we'll like just said, just do it like soon right as
0: right, the super bowl ends right yeah after that. super bowl seems like it's the best thing i would love to do some kind of like fun playoff thing type pool too but i mean you know it's in the making and who, who knows? But it would still be fun regardless just to keep it going. But, I mean, with Dynasty, at least we have the all season to where it's still more fun and we have more stuff to do. So it's relevant. But, yeah. So that probably wraps this stuff up. So um, I guess probably the next – dude, the next time we're going to be doing this, I think me and Seth will be doing the regular podcast that's talking about the uh, the pregame matchups and stuff. So beautiful. You can think of other segments for – players who are uh teams who have uh, messes to clean up <laughs> or or uh, fantasy owners not named gabe so all right guys well, until next time i'm commissioner tom with the gm of the spartan pandas and we will talk to you guys next time